Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. All right, folks. Goodness gracious, good morning. This is certainly a zany morning for us. When things go wrong, they happen in threes. I think we've had at least three. So we're on our way to a great show on Art Zany Radio. I appreciate all of you listening and being patient with us. This has been a wild morning. We'll get into that in just a second. But today I want to tell you we're going to take a journey to the river. And I'm thinking about the artist on Main Street Project around Northfield. Have you spotted all of these colors popping up around downtown? I love discovering colors and shapes and lines and shadows on my walks. And there's something that these textures of the world help us feel connected. And I believe help us feel connected to our true selves and our expressive selves. This is the fourth year of the Artists on Main Street program. It's a community development initiative exploring the intersection of arts and culture in downtown revitalization and historic preservation by investing in creative placemaking projects. The Friends of Downtown Northfield and Northfield Arts and Culture Commission supported these projects. You can get more information at downtownnorthfield.org, A-O-M-S, which is Artists on Main Street. Or their front page has an article if you scroll down a little bit and then click on the Artists on Main Street page. Each of these artists in the project responded to the theme, Meet Me at the River. And that should be a theme for all of us this year. What do you want to find at the river? How would the river inspire you to create? The selected projects for this year, which include performances, sculpture, participatory art experiences, and murals, are the one that I noticed the most, Storm Drain Art, Remembering the Canon by Rocky Casillas, Aguirre, and Mike Provencia. These are paintings and art installations around storm drains. And some of them, I had never even noticed that they were there, and there they are now that they're painted. So those are fun to, to see all through downtown Northfield. Random Acts of Art happened by Shona Brooks, which was free random acts of art at the Goat and Around Town. She says it doesn't matter if you're 5 or 85, all are welcomed in the creative world. And this one, okay, here we go. The Katrina Chalchiu Talike. I'm sure I screwed that up. <laughs> That's Gustavo Boada, and it's a large-scale interactive sculptural piece representing Latino popular culture, or Katrina's, and that'll be put out on the Northfield Public Library's patio, so look for that to come soon. Um, Chalchiu Boy, that is a word, um, is a protective goddess of water. So, again, the theme, Meet Me by the River. Lady Cannon is a mural by Maya Kenny and Raquel Santa Maria, and these are along the river walk, depicting the river goddess with animals in her hair to personify the river. Creatures and Features of the Cannon by Kathy Ness and Kate Woodstrip is Paintings of the Cannon River along the 11 plastic barriers in Bridge Square. So plants and animals are included, and if you drive by, they're just, you should... 
pull your car over and walk around and take a look at those because there's some on the front side and back side. This one is, next one is at the library. It's called Your Mind is a Magic Wand by Michael Swear. S-W-E-E-R-E, a ceramic tile and glass mosaic hoping to uplift younger generations to continue their creative passions in the world of AI overhaul. So go take a look at that. It's absolutely glorious. It's got this little girl as she walks through a mundane scene and all of a sudden everything with her wand turns to color and it's just a river of imagination. So it's, it's absolutely glorious. So you must go see that in the children's section of the library, ask a librarian, they'll help you out with that. There's also a large scale mural called river light by Andrew Wikes on the second street bridge. That should be uh, up as soon, or if it's not already. And then the next one I want to tell you about is poets at the depot, which is happening this weekend, Saturday, the 7th of October from two to four. And that's at the historic Northfield Depot, featuring Twin Cities po- uh, poets Mary Moore, Easter, Stanley Kusanoki, Diane LeBlanc, and Larry Gavin, followed by an open mic. Diane is from here, and Larry is from Faribault, I believe. So wonderful, wonderful poets, and that's from 2 to 4. That's from our, our fabulous um Copo Lowe's, uh, Becky Bowling, and D.E. Green. There's going to be an open mic afterwards led by Florence um, Dacey, Leslie Schultz, Susan Jarrett McKinstry, and Doug Padilla. So bring a poem or just listen, but be sure to join them. I hope you'll celebrate that and look for the color in your road of life. And of course, meet us by the river because we are sending you all to, the again, uh, on the canon this, this weekend. This is the um, Sogan Valley Art Fair, and that is happening this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday from 10 to 5 and Sunday from 10 to 4. SoganValleyArtFair.com if you want more information. And joining me in the <coughs> studio is Dave Mahachik from ArtOrg. Welcome again. Hi, Paula. Thanks for hanging in me with me as things sort of went whoa crazy this yeah. morning. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, and uh, Connor Eisenberg is here as well in the studio. Hello. Nice, nice to meet you, and Excellent. thank you for being here. And then on this brand new way of doing radio on Zoom is Aaron Morelli. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Hello. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much. Dave, I think this is the first time I've ever done radio through Zoom. So, And I think you also, for all of those that you're looking for Art Zany Radio Trivia, are the only other person to sit in this chair behind the microphone. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was 2008. We got to do all kinds of things. Yes, you have. We, yeah. we brought all kinds of uh, wildness to the show. I think we so. played a Cheech and Strong song. Uh, and all kinds of things. You were gone. so. Yes. Well, I was here. <laughs> <laughs> but right. it was like the day after my dad's funeral, and I just oh, right. I couldn't right. uh, couldn't pull it together. So you sat in for me, and uh, just really all kinds of great things happen oh, uh, <laughs> when you're here. So right. I'm excited about this, <clears throat> and um, let's let's start off by um, having everybody talk. Why don't you tell us a little bit about our org and what's happening there, and and the sure. the connection to the river theme as we've been talking about today. Well, that's interesting. If you were in Northfield, you could you could hop in your literally in your canoe. That's and right. Go downstream to Cannon Falls, but then you'd have a little bit of paddling. You'd have to go up the Little Cannon River, which goes up right uh, through downtown Cannon Falls, and it's right next to us. So you'd have to do a little upstream paddling. Um, the Little Cannon River is what defines the we we say, kind of wave our arms around and say it defines the Sogan Valley. So um, because the uh, the fair for many years was held at the Peter Leach Farm 
uh, quite a bit south, but upstream of the Little Cannon River, this trout stream that's that's right there. So, um, yeah, you'd have to do a little bit of paddling. It, it might be a little bit shallow, too, <laughs> so you might have to portage up. <laughs> it's about a half mile from the... Um, from the actual Cannon River, but you get pretty close, yeah. And you can take your car, too. It's just a quick trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the nice thing about the Sogan Valley Fair is it's it's all in one place, and mm-hmm. so once you do find a parking spot, you can walk around pretty much all day, and we've got food vendors, and there's we're so close to the Tillian Brewery, the winery, Cannon River Winery, um, Mill Can- Street Tavern, Cannon Bell's Cheese, mm. Dudley's Pizza. Yeah, there's so much right there within a block. I mean, you could throw a snowball literally and hit all these different things. And you could also hit a a, a swan because there's a swan pond right underneath this rise that Ardorg is up on. So, um, so it's really it's really a beautiful spot. It's kind of like the you know greenery you know in the wild, but we're right in the city. So it's it's a really unique place and. And as you mentioned, Sogan Valley Art Fair has been hosted by a couple different spots. It was also the Macarios Farm, many will remember that oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, prior. But how many years now? Is it five that you've hosted? Or? Um, we hosted, we started, we took it over at 46, 47. We canceled 48 because of COVID. Then we did 49. And last year was 50. So this is 51. Okay. Yeah. So it is five years at this new site. Yeah, you bet. So it's mm-hmm. not new anymore. It's It's the thing. It's kind of like, yeah, we're probably the third in the line of the num the most places it's or the number of times it's been held at one spot so mm-hmm. we're we're ge- we're angling for the next one That's i don't right. even know who that is i can't remember <laughs> but you're right it was at the macarios farm it was at uh the edgewood uh restaurant right on highway 52 and that was a very nice place um then it was at welch for a couple of years and then macarios farm and then and then us. It's so. one of the oldest art fairs uh, in the state, yeah? I think so, yeah. And it's always been, uh, I think there was one year w- w- that we found a record that it wasn't held on the first weekend in October, but but basically the first weekend in October is the year, or is the is the date. And this year it falls on the 7th and 8th, we say the first full weekend. So, <laughs> um, But it's a very popular weekend. A lot of, a lot of groups want to take our weekend, but we're... It's a beautiful show. We were there show. before, and we'll be there after. That's right. It's a beautiful yeah. show, and I can't wait. Let's talk here a little bit from Connor, who is, is this your first year at the um, Sogan Valley? No, it is my second, second year. Second year. Okay, great. And you are a ceramic artist and um, just re- says recent graduate from uh, River Falls? Yes, yes. And you have a degree in ceramics, which I think, did you know going into college that was going to be what you were going to major in? No, not at all. So tell me how that happened. Um, well, I mean, I, I got in my first intro to ceramics class, and I mean, I just, I mean, I fell in love with it in high school, but... I just pursued it past then with, I mean, I was going for an art education degree, but then I was like, hmm, I didn't uh, fully know what I wanted to do, I guess, in education. So I ended up scratching that and fully dedicating myself towards ceramics necessarily. And now you're back here after graduation and trying mm-hmm. to make this a full-time uh, artwork and uh, how do you describe your pots? I, I saw some previews on your website and there there are amazing shapes and I'm really intrigued by the the waves and the you know um, bends and the twists that you have in your pieces. Uh, yes, yes. Um, I would describe them being or what I go for is like a look of being fresh and still wet 
like it's right off the wheel, even though it's fully finished. Oh, that's and, okay. Yeah. And I was thinking about that, how getting, um, you know, sometimes if, if you, uh, you know, you have it, oops, right, the pot can sink and it can mm-hmm. like look, and it doesn't ever look as beautiful as yours, but there can be that, that uh, curve or that uh, flow that happens. And, and some potters would say, nope, that's not what I want. So yeah. I was wondering if trying to intentionally create that is even harder. I would think it would be. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I want to say it's harder or or what? Yeah, but how but, do you keep make sure the structure is what you want when it goes in? Because you you've got all of these different ups and downs and I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to describe for people who haven't seen your work, which they can oh, yeah. they can go to uh Connor Eisenberg B E R G ceramics.com and there's a lot of uh interesting I- images up there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so how do you tell people about your work and what it looks like and uh maybe if there's any influences or um, ways that you like to describe it. Oh, yeah. I mean, for influences, big time. What was mentioned earlier as well, like George Orr, his work especially, and um, that's O H R, right? O H R, yes. Yeah, and I looked George. up his image. <laughs> that 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 man had a quite a mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was the self-proclaimed Mad Potter of Biloxi. Yes, and it look he looks that way. I think yeah. uh, there's a really fascinating story about his history. If anyone's interested, but you people have said that's kind of a vibe that you have in your work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, and I'm glad that that shows because I mean I, I look at his pots and I just really enjoy his the looks that he portrays, especially for the time period that he was making. Right. This is um, early or late 1800s, early 1900s. So a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, what are the um, cl- the clays you like to use in the glazes? Um, stoneware, mainly. I like to use porcelain, but hard to get my hands on. So, <laughs> or, well, it's it's you know easy, I guess, but mm-hmm. for myself. Um, and glazes, I like to use. Shoot, honestly, like all over the place, type. I mean. Are you asking specifically, like, the materials I use? or No, just like what looks? kind of a finish or the looks, yeah. What I would people see if they were to, to look at one of your pieces? Oh, um, well, matte satin looks I really enjoy, mm-hmm. and then a glossy interior for a liner glaze. Uh, but I like to show a lot of bare clay as well, what because is- I soda fire. Bare oh. clay meaning, like, I only glaze around... The rim, or you know, that my like brain that. went to B E A R. I'm like, I haven't heard of bear clay, <laughs> but now I'm sorry, I missed mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah, and they're really the shapes are really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You do, you have a, a word on your website that's, um, you know, use it for how you see. It, you know, so you don't necessarily mm-hmm. have a defined. Some of the pieces don't have to be what you might think they are. People, you want to encourage people to use them in creative ways. Yes, exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because people ask me at sales, "Oh, what, what, uh, what's this for?" And I'm like, "It's whatever you want it to be for." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's your favorite things. You yeah. you know, use it for a cup, use it for a holder, use it for anything. Exactly. Yeah, as long as it gets used and has a purpose in someone's home. So that's where. That's very exciting. Well, it's a thrill to meet you, and I'm so Mm -hmm. glad you came into the studio today. Also with us, uh, Aaron. Oh, I'd like to mention first, um, you've also attracted quite a following on the Internet, too. You have like 100,000 Instagram followers and stuff, right? 
Um, yes, not not quite. Ninety five. Not quite, but close. Yeah, yeah. he's um, getting there. No, after this show, probably. Yeah, it'll just really <laughs> it'll blow up. Uh, do you want to give um, out that Instagram for so folks know? I if, if anyone would like to look, yes, um, it's Connor Eisenberg Ceramics, same as my website. Perfect. Yes, no space, no nothing besides the name. And how do, uh, that? See, you now that's a world that I don't inhabit. And uh, what is it? Do you think that uh, gra- garners so much of, of you know the interest? How how are you making it? Uh, pulling people in. Um, necessarily like the videos, the content. Um, just because it's, I try to think about getting people's attention and then retention and like making snappy clips. Like, because people's attention span on the internet, especially Instagram, you know, it's like you only have people for 0.5 seconds. 0.5, not even a whole second. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) not even a whole second. And so you need to, like, grab people's attention within the 0.5 seconds and then... Whoa! It's, yeah, so... Well, congratulations just, yeah, on that. You. That's kind I'm of sure exciting. So you'll be you, you'll be selling your your artworks at the fair, but also little five minute consults on Instagram. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I would want. Yeah, I would have to ask about. <laughs> well, thank you. Let's get to thank Aaron. You. I'm sorry, Aaron. Thank you for hanging in there with us, and appreciate all you dealing with all of our um, uh, just a, a, a morning that was unlike any other morning. So, thank you. Uh, tell My pleasure. It's no worries. Yeah, and you're uh, working primarily in printmaking and book arts, and you're also yes. a Tamarin certified master printer. I'd love to hear more about that. Um, great. I I am a certified master printer from Tamarin. Um, Tamarin is an institution in New Mexico that trains um, folks to print professionally. Um, so I. Uh, did my first year and uh, became a professional printer. Um, and that's for collaboration with artists and uh, creating museum and gallery quality prints. And then I was selected to stay on and to receive my master's training there. So, um, congratulations. Uh, that's very exciting. Yeah, it was very exciting. Um, and I got to work with, uh, collaborate with a lot of artists um, from all over the place. And, uh, you know, I, as I, I describe it as one of the hardest uh, working times in my life. And, you know, I say that, not lightly, I say that because I'm a mom and, uh, and a working artist. And certainly um, I, I work hard all the time, but my Tamron days were were long hours and a lot of work. I would imagine. And and tell us, if someone were to look at one of your pieces, your works, what would they see? How would they know an Aaron piece of work? Um, that's a great question. So as a collaborative printer, it is my job um, to kind of take my own hand out of the work and to help an artist um, realize their own work. So... Um, that's the that's a really good question to ask but it's kind of a backwards answer i think um because as a collaborative printer you're trained to be a technician and um you know put the vision of the artist first so every piece that you create is unique and um a portrayal of the the artist that you're collaborating with 
Um, for myself and what I will be, um, what I've been working on for many years is uh, I'm a book artist and a box builder. And so this year at Sogan Valley Art Fair, I will have um, a variety of boxes that I hand build and I'll be bringing those to the fair this year. I saw some of those images on the uh, Sogan Valley Art Fair website, SoganValleyArtFair.com, and I thought it was really interesting, at, at least in the photos, so I can't wait to see some in person, but it, it, if you flipped it up, it looked like there was a tie draped over, because the, the alignment mm-hmm. of the sections was so perfect. It was, uh, and the, you know, the patterns and colors, can you describe that? For, it's just really... Certainly, uh, uh, yeah. And, and again, um, I suppose like Connors, you can put whatever your treasures and hearts desire inside of them. <laughs> Correct. Um, I make I make b- magic boxes, and what I tell people, um, magic boxes um, or mystery boxes have a secret compartment. So they open to the right and reveal two compartments. But if you close them and open them the opposite way, like to the left. Um, it'll reveal a hidden compartment. And um, I say to folks often, everybody needs um, a place to put their secret stuff. And um, you got to be smarter than the box. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) um, it's one of those things that you, everybody has a secret stash or something to put in it. And a box like um, any other container or vessel um, can hold whatever it is you want it to hold, um, be it jewelry or trinkets or rocks or um, playing cards. Um, When I first designed my boxes, um, I designed them to hold a standard deck of playing cards uh, so you can real easily um, draw and discard in the opposite um, compartments and then if you open to the secret compartment then there's a place for game pieces or die or um, stuff like that but that isn't dictated like I said you can put anything you want in a in a box so that's right you can it just it's up to anyone who's who what their treasures are that's right. A, yeah, they're really beautiful, and uh, folks should go take a look at them. But better yet, show up at the Sogan Valley Art Fair for this fifty-first uh, year of this show, and uh, this is I mean, this is really exciting to have another edition. <clears throat> what are some of the things this year that people can uh, discover and experience? Well, we've got a few new artists that are taking part, so that's going to be pretty exciting. And then we've got the old uh, standbys of uh, like Richard Stevens, uh, Becky Jokula. Um, and others are gonna gonna still be there. Um, we have somebody new to the fair, Josiah and Brianna are showing their leather works, and mm. they're only gonna be there on Saturday, so you have to hoof it over on Saturday for that. Um, Scott West will be doing his live painting. You know, he's a um, successful arts administrator for a com- big company in the cities, but also um, he stage paints for the band Cloud Cult. And he's going to be showing some of his, uh, I think he's going to be setting up his big easel that spins around and stuff. So that'll be fun. <clears throat> and then, you know, so we have all these artists that are taking part, but a big component of what we do is we, we give half price entries to like farmer's market type folks too, like mm-hmm. honey and jams. And, um, of course we've got the, um, the, 
pumpkins and yes, the I'm big so... pumpkin rack and everything like that. So, that was my kid's favorite part of going yeah. out to the art fair to pick the pumpkins for the year. They've got a big giant trailer and you can, you know, find the right one. Right, right. And and right next door, you know, we've got um, the brewery and sometimes they release a special Sogan. Uh, I think we had, what was it, Old, old Sogan... 51, I guess. I don't know if they actually brewed something this year, but we'll have to check. Sure. Um, worth a stop. Yeah. So it's a, <laughs> it's a nice group of people, and we're going to have music on both days. Um, our new uh, fellow who's in the, who is living at Ardorg, uh, he's the printmaker that you met. Mm-hmm. Um, he's worked on these old printing presses we have for 20 years or so. He lives there now, but he's also a musician, so he's setting up a, a little sound system so he can pipe sound to the various far off places of the fair so That's we can Hans, we right? can hear that oh, Hans Dan, Dan oh Dan yeah, oh yeah, Hans right. okay I forgot that yeah yes. Hans was we'll likely be doing a demonstration if we can we can find him enough room yeah well, one, of the, one of the issues that uh, we had setting up this year is um, we got a couple of big acquisitions during the course of the year we got these printing presses we talked about a, a month ago or so on on your program but um, since that time, we, we've actually gotten another one, too. So we have the two, only two French Voiron direct lithography presses in the United States are now in Cannon Falls. So. Uh, yeah, you should go listen to that show. It was yeah. really fun to learn about that. And it's really amazing that they're here in Cannon Falls. And we also have a life-size mannequin that came out of the, the studio in Las Vegas. And, and then that, that had been also in the about 20 years, 10 year in the studio. And... Um, we think he's lovable. Some people, on first blush, think he's a little creepy, but um, he'll be there, and you can take selfies with uh, Bob, <laughs> Bob the mannequin, the printmaker mannequin. Does he? Make he's print? a little terrifying. I got it. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I suppose if it's a maybe it's a Halloween thing. Is that work? We could dress yeah. him up a little bit. Okay, sure. that, that should be fun. And uh, I'm, I'm curious um, for our artists that are here, Aaron and Connor. Um, you know, do you have connections to the Sogan Valley Art Fair? And you know, tell us about um, you know what it means to be an artist who gets to you know be, be there for the weekend and how that shapes your work or influences what you do. It, just having all those conversations with folks and meeting people and meeting other artists. What are your experiences with that? We'll start with Connor. Oh, um, very good question. Um, my answer to that would just be like, I'm, I'm grateful to be there and, um, being given the opportunity from Dave mm-hmm. last year and to this year as well. And seeing people like getting feedback from people who come in and just look at the work and also talking to the other artists as well. It's, I mean, it's very valuable to me as a young artist too. So, has that? Do you think that what you learned last year influenced uh, how you, you know, something you learned something about your business or something was uh, affected in how you made your your works or your process? Anything that changed? Oh yes, um, of course. Yeah, like I, it was my first um, like actual art sale. I suppose. So I definitely learned a lot going into it and, you know, experiencing like just simply checking people in and out and <laughs> like my display and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's a lot of work to put together. So taking these. sales tax. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is a big deal. How about for you, Aaron? Tell us about your experiences at art fairs and what's your connection to Sogan Valley. Sure. Um, 
I came to Sogan Valley for the first time last year um, at, with Lake Connor. Um, I was invited through uh, Richard Stevens. Richard Stevens is a letterpress printer in the Twin Cities, and um, we cross paths at the Minnesota Center for Book Arts um, in downtown Minneapolis. Um, I'm a teaching faculty there, and um, so I teach letterpress and I teach um, box building. Is that still an open book? Um, yeah, MCBA, Minnesota Center for Book Arts, is housed within the Open Book Building along with the Loft Literary Center and Milkweed um, Publishing. So It's a yes, beautiful those... space. If people haven't been up there, they need to go check it out. It's absolutely just amazing what's happening there. I agree. Um, so I do... I do um, markets pretty regularly, um, certainly uh, throughout the summer, but the Sogan Valley uh, Art Festival, Art Fair, uh, signifies kind of the start to my holiday season. So when I think about what I'm doing, um, I am building an inventory and really um, thinking about moving into holiday sales um, and uh, it, it helps set me up and get me in the mind space to be um, getting ready for those kind of um, holiday markets. Because I feel like it's never too early to um, think about uh, whatever holiday gifting that you might be doing. Um, it's a great time to come out. I think that the fair itself, its location, and the artists, they really try to bring a quality of work um, to the fair and they're looking for um, like a well-curated group of artists. So like you can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, All of the work is going to be uh, quality and beautiful and magnificent. And then in the setting where it is, it becomes a really sweet um, day trip. So, you know, I don't, um, if you want to get out of your your norm, um, I think uh, the Slogan Valley Fair is a really good opportunity to kind of leave your day-to-day behind and step out. Um, Dave mentioned the river, but also the Cannon Valley Trail is there for mm-hmm. anyone who is like a hiker or a biker. Um, that's just like right around the corner. Um my family did that last year. I was at the fair all weekend and they, um, they did an overnight and a bike trip, um, along the Cannon Valley, uh, bike trail. So, um, you know, I involve, I involve all the people, all my family and they come and, um, get into the fair and get into the, like this, the fall activity, outdoor activity. And so, so what I'm hearing here is this is your first of the holiday season. So your inventory oh, yeah. is at its peak right now. So your people have the best chance to get a hold of one of these magic boxes at the Sogan Fair. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is the start of my. It is exactly that, the start of my holiday season. Um, you know, I continue to build, but all of my boxes are individual and handmade. So they're of the similar design, but, um, the papers that I curate and I collect, um, are decorative papers, Asian papers, 
Um, and I combine colors and textures and patterns to make them interesting. And so, uh, so they're no, exciting to open. And none are the same. They're all original, right? That's right. No two are the same. That is a great incentive for people to go and check that out. Dave, I'm wondering if um, you could talk just what it means. You know, you've been hosting this now for a few years and you've been involved with artists for a long time. Uh, Art Org, what used to be here in, in downtown and now it's over in Cannon Falls. What what has it helped you to by doing this um, Sogan Valley Art Fair? And, and you've made so many great connections with a, a lot of different artists. What have you learned about um, art and artists and making a good fair? Well, it's it's a real good way for us to reach out to the community and to and to host all kinds of people. We I think the first fair we held at our door, I walked around and kind of estimated, and it was a cold and rainy weekend, and I, I came up with two thousand people. So it's probably our biggest uh, community kind of outreach thing, and it's just a lot of fun. I mean, the days previous are a little bit hectic. Uh, getting ready and stuff and oh the donuts where are the donuts you know and <laughs> stuff like that and but um it's it's really rewarding to have this done into and to have been given the the such a historic fair to, to take over we really wanted to do that justice and to take that seriously so um yeah it's just uh it's a lot of fun and you know a lot of what artwork does is kind of more um you know, we, our gallery isn't open yet. It's about ready to open. And well, that's these big, news. These big that's printing good. presses we just got in the last nine months, so they're not hooked up yet. And so we're a little bit, you know, uh, private in this all the setup and the renovation of the building and everything. But I think we're, we're doing everything right. And once we do open, it will be... Um, and so if no. people do want to, I bet they can come talk to you about either of those things. No, and, yeah, and, yeah uh, absolutely. Yeah, get, or get a hold of us to have a tour or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. And there's both um, inside space and outside space. And so um, it, any any kind of weather, folks can come. Yeah, dogs are welcome. We'll have Dan's little tiny dog and our big old English sheep dog will be there, too. <laughs> Always a highlight, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. And so uh, how many artists are going to be there? And tell us, I, I know there's a couple of like food vendors that are there. Um, all the time. I think we're up to about uh, 35 or so uh, total vendors or so. Um, Phenomenal. Yeah, we had a couple Couple just came down with COVID and stuff. Of course, that's still a, a concern. But, um, yeah, it should, be, it should be very nice. And, you know, we have about half of the vendors outside and half actually in the building, which is nice. And, you know, especially for an older fair where the artists are older you know it's 51 <laughs> year old fair you know if you well, is there anybody from that first fair i don't think no i'm trying to think uh, <laughs> that would be amazing i probably don't want to say if there was because i'd be embarrassed yeah, that's right but, we don't want to highlight that um, um but it is a, a really a, a, a beautiful space and just great people and there's all kinds of treats for anyone who's you know looking for a snack or lunch um that's kind of fun there's uh, you never know what kind of oh, deliciousness is going to be there yep. that's always a good thing yep. so it's a way to spend spend the afternoon and uh i i'm curious about um with our artist um oh and start Connor's getting his picture taken <laughs> um so it, it, with uh, putting together a show, tell me about, because uh, one thing I don't think people always know is how much uh, advanced prep you have to do to get ready to have a table of of pieces available. So when did you start working, yeah, on the putting together the show, Connor? 
Um, and what are some of the things that people should know about getting um, pieces ready? And and just I, especially I think with ceramics, you, there's like uh, that whole drying and glazing and the different stages. And I feel like you must have to have like an industrial uh, business, you know, workflow sheet in order to keep up. No, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, having a schedule is important, and mm-hmm. then of course, um, yeah, just drying the pots out, bisking them, making sure you have time ahead for all that. But mainly, like right before the show, it's pricing, sandy, and like washing the pots too, and making sure they're clean and not dusty because they're they're in the studio, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of my time goes towards that because you know having a lot of pots on hand and prepping those and individually is and when you're thinking about what kind of inventory to have uh, how early in the process are you deciding or tell can you tell us about some of the things that might be at the fair this year oh yes within the last week i was yeah editing because i have like a handful of pots just in my basement and i'm like which are the good ones that i want to bring you know and i just was trying to think of that necessarily and then i also have a fresh kiln I guess you get so a load be, of yeah. There'll be things so. that are coming out. So are you nervous about that? That <laughs> um, well, like setting up or having or, no. The, the are you doing the firing tonight? Oh no, oh, okay. that would be if I did it tonight. <laughs> then oh, they wouldn't be ready. No, uh, I I unloaded yesterday. Okay, so it was the second they came out, sanded, priced, and packed. So perfect. It took a while. Yeah, it's it, there's a lot that goes into it, and and I think uh, that people should appreciate that. How about for you, Aaron? When you're thinking about um, you know the different kinds of boxes that you're going to have, and the you know uh, what might be of interest, how are you making decisions about the inventory that you have and and bringing things to to different festivals? Uh, good question. I um, I started uh, at the end of July. Wow. <laughs> um, thinking about what my schedule is going to look like, I um, I had the opportunity to have an intern for the month of August, and um, so I doubled my work power in the studio, um, and we set out um, a goal. Um, you know, we talked to. We talked about timing and stuff like that, and um, we set a pretty lofty goal, um, and we were able to hand-build um, all the pieces. And, you know, people often ask me, well, how long does it take to build one? And I can estimate that, but, like, usually I'm bringing those up in batches of 10 or 20 at a time. So, um, you know, we go through step number one. I'm sure, like, Connor, um, you go through step number one and you finish all of that and then you move on to step number two and, um, you know, you kind of have to bring all of them up in sequence and, um, uh, to, to finished. So, um, we had our own system and, uh, we're following kind of the order of things that needed to happen all through August, um, in September, thing I started classes, so I'm also an educator, and um, my time in the studio then got um, split, uh, starting starting classes and things like that. Um, so really, planning ahead um, is very important. Um, I am always on the lookout for decorative papers, so mm-hmm. thankfully I don't have to. You know, like you have your 
studio supplies. Um, but when I see something cool, I got to grab it and um, incorporate it. Yeah, I think that's something that is always amazing to me of, of keeping track of that. And I suspect there's some parts of the process that are uh, invigorating, let's say, or exciting. And then there's other parts that are just necessary. And you don't have to reveal to us which, which parts are that. But um, how do you keep your creativity alive? That's for Erin. Uh, oh, thank you. Um, you know, I am... I keep a sketchbook. Um, I, I ask a lot of my students, um, and I think the way in which I keep my creativity alive is by, um, well, at the top of the hour, you were talking about the shapes and colors and shadows and um, things that you notice as you're out in the world. Um, I like to record those in a sketchbook and I ask my students to do the same. So I, um, I dog food a lot of my, um, my own assignments. And what I mean by that is I, I work through them and I test them out myself, Mm -hmm. um, to see if they are, um, a good learning opportunity for my students. And I think in so doing, I, see things differently like I see things um from the student's perspective and then also as a seasoned artist I think it's important to um you know kind of go back to the foundations and go back to the beginning and um uh, see your process over and over and over again um you know with my boxes in particular, I do a lot of color matching and color um, interplay. And I think a lot about how colors will make, uh, you know, will play off of one another and patterns will kind of um, pop or um, recede. Uh, so I throw things all around the studio. It's a great process. Uh, I set up a bunch of tables and then just um, have my sheets of paper, um, mix and match, um, on the, on the tabletop. And, um, I have a person who helps me do that and who likes to make suggestions. And it always surprises me when they come up with something, uh, unexpected and they're like, what if we put this together? And, um, I love that question. What if, what if, I mean, that's like the, one of the most powerful questions you could ever ask. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, I ask that of my students all the time. What if, um, (laughs) Thank you for sharing your insights. Yeah, for sure. You were going to add something else. I'm sorry. There's like this weird little time thing. (laughs) What if um, I think of art uh, very much in the realm of science? So when I ask my students, I'll say, you know, it's like the scientific method. You ask yourself, what if? And you make a hypothesis. And then you experiment and you do it and then you reveal your results. And it's the same process that sciences, scientists go through. Um, but we are doing it in a creative way and asking ourselves, like, what if this happened? Um, what would that look like? That's really powerful. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I think that's such a good, good tip for everybody. How about you, Connor? What are some of the ways that you can share with our listeners about how do you keep that piece of, you know, active imagination going and, you know, so that you, you keep, you know, finding new ways or, or in, in, in changing things for, for yourself. Um, going to 
the, these types of art shows and meeting mm. artists and, you know, asking about their thought process. How do they think? And kind of implementing that in the way I think. Because mm-hmm. I'm so young that, like, <laughs> I, if I ask someone who's been doing it for decades, I it's like, that's that's valuable information to me. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's I, I mean, I just try to think through that their lens then of making Mm -hmm. and that really helps me kind of okay on a professional stance you know how can i you know pursue you know in a creative way like like advancing my own work necessarily i love that just being open to you know what what's everyone has to share and i know that the ceramist community is so incredible in this area they've been um, I've heard them talk about it many times on Arts Any Radio, how they uh, love to, you know, how solve problems. It's that, it's that scientific approach that mm. Aaron was talking about, because there's a lot of science that goes into how, you know, everything yeah. works in pottery, getting everything to do what you want it to do and yes. look the way you want it to look. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so that expertise, if that can be passed on. So Minnesota is quite the, um, mm-hmm. you know, iconic place for, for pottery. So we have a, a long tradition and great art um, <clears throat> what have we missed dave about the sogan valley that you want to share well um the one thing i wanted to make sure and mention was um scott king's work from red, red dragonfly press will be exhibited by james lenfesti again this oh, year so how that's exciting so that's pretty cool so it's a chance to to look over that uh, accumulated inventory it'll all be in one place uh, like really high quality uh, works, just incredible artists, uh, you know, poetry and literature and just really beautiful things. And so that's so exciting. James was on, I can't remember if it was a couple was years last ago. Year. That was, was just last year. year. Yeah. And he's just a, a fantastic um, poet himself and a great, great person. So everyone should stop by and say hi. <laughs> yeah, sure. So if, if Soken Valley Art Fair had a song... Oh, it might be Neil Young, Sugar Mountain. I think I don't know that one. I'm sorry. Tell me. Oh, yeah, it's it's all about a fair. It is. And uh, you have to look that one up and and imagine it at the farm up closer mm-hmm. to you know where it started and then moving down to our place, which is also a pretty bucolic kind of place with the the dogs and the swans and the outlook and everything like that. So uh, yeah, Neil Neil Young, Sugar Mountain. Just listen to that and then come to the fair. Or drive, yeah, drive or bring your, I don't know, what is that little thing called on your canoe? Um, yeah, yeah, have right. Your little right. iPhone with your boom speaker. I don't know what it is. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Everybody should come. It's going to be a great weekend. It is, again, the Sogan Valley Art Fair. You can get the information at their website, Sogan, it's S O G N for folks that are unfamiliar, valleyartfair.com. And uh, I want to be sure and mention the um, fabulous artists who've joined me today. Their websites, uh, Erin um, Morelli, and we get the spelling on that is tricky. She is absolutely right. It's M A U R E L L I dot com. Erin Morelli. You can also go to through Sogan Valley Art Fair and click on artists, and you'll find it. And Connor is at Connor Eisenberg. I-S-E-N-B-E-R-G ceramics.com and the fair happens Saturday from 10 to 5 that's October 7th 2023 and Sunday October 8th um, from 10 to 4 and it really is just like the, the greatest celebration of fall as you mentioned and it's a lot of fun I can't wait um, for everybody to be able to take part and enjoy and, and meet the artists and just go to uh, you know spark something in you 
Anything else you want to add that I missed, Aaron or Connor? Fabulous. Are you still with us, Aaron? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I... I'm just looking forward to it. Um, This is a highlight of, like I said, highlight of my season. Um, I appreciate the opportunity um, from Art.org to, you know, bring artists together and uh, in community, but also for the public, for the sake of the public. So um, to come and see and be, be there. That's a really important point. It is a great community to be a part of, and uh, you can draw inspiration even if you aren't an artist, but if you just want to add some ways to, to add creativity to your life. Folks, thank you so much. I want to thank my guests today, um, Dave Mahachik, Aaron Morelli, and Connor Eisenberg. It's been a great show, and we had all kinds of uh, hurdles to get <laughs> through this morning, but we did it. And I thank everybody for being here. You've been listening to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination, and this is Paula Granquist reminding you not to forget to add some Art Zany to your life. And in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit Paradise Center for the arts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. 